Welcome. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast coming to you from the heart of Paynton once again. We're back at our uh, our normal HQ for Thursday with Guy and David. Um, and two very contrasting Talker United performances to talk about in the last week. Yeah. Um, um, you, you saw them up at Wealdstone. I did. Where they were mighty yeah. last Saturday. Yeah. Um, plenty of superlatives going with that one. Uh, and then we made the trip up to Weston on Tuesday night where they were slightly less mighty and Gary Johnson gave them both barrels afterwards as well, didn't he? And probably at half-time as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the huge difference in those performances. Let's touch on Wealdstone first because that was, I think um, Gary Johnson said it and you did as well, that was probably the most complete talky performance that we've seen for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think sometimes with, with teams and players... Going to sound a bit coachish here uh, at this level. Yeah. Um, there's nothing like being put under a bit of pressure to concentrate minds and get people doing the right things at the right time. Mm-hmm. And United went to Wheelston. Wheelston were fourth in the table in form. Uh, all right, they'd lost to Sutton at home in the FA Cup, but the previous week that's not a disaster. They've been yeah. in very good form in the league. Um, and United, every single United player must have known they were in for a tough match. Yeah. Uh, and they played like it, uh, uh, particularly in defence. Uh, there was no mucking about at the back. Um, mm. Head it, kick it, clear it, uh, let the forwards get onto it. And it was a thoroughly, at least for half an hour, uh, uh, Wheelston gave as good as they got in that match. Um, and United had to really concentrate and get stuck in to make sure that the score stayed at nil-nil. Yeah, They did have... You know, uh, attacking player of their own. I'm not saying they didn't. Of course, they did. Um, and it's quite a slope at Grosvenor Vale, by the way. You can actually um, see it on the TV. Yeah, don't you? It, yeah it, it goes from across. corner to corner, yeah. not straight yeah. up and down or across. But it, so, and United played downhill in in the first half. But but it was just a really um, you, you didn't fear for them mm. in the first half hour. You, they got a penalty. Uh, by the way, the referee Philip Stainings, I thought was one of the best we've had this season. Yeah. Um, very well placed to see uh, Godfrey Poku, who had a trial at Playmore a few did, years didn't ago, yes. didn't, yeah. didn't end up signing, went on to play for Mansfield and one or two other clubs, um, uh, throw his hands up, sort of in front of his face, but a, 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 a hands raised handball, and uh, you couldn't you couldn't criticise the referee for not getting a good look at it, put it like that, yeah. he was about eight yards away at the time. Um, and of course Jamie Reid goes the same way, uh, yeah. uh, as he's dispatched his three previous penalties and the keeper John North dived that way, guessed that way and saved it. Um, and you think immediately, uh-oh, this could yeah, get... Yeah, is, is this where we wobble a little bit? But... Is, is this a wobble? Yeah. And in fairness to them, no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scored a thing of beauty just before half-time. It's on a the great stroke goal, wasn't it? It's a fantastic goal, started by Sean McDonald, who had just made a save at one end, and we'll talk about him at length in a minute. Uh, a terrific, proactive throw out to uh, uh, Opie Edwards on the right yeah. wing. Swap passes with uh, Seiko Jane, who did very well in the move. Put the afterburners on. Arrived in the penalty area just when Jane's return pass did. Passed the last defender goal, and and of course United in the the previous Saturday against Winchester put them to bed with three goals in the space of what eight minutes oh, before they, half they time. Came. Well, Pretty at Wilston, they yeah. scored two in the space of a few minutes just after, before and after, and yeah. two minutes after the restart, 
uh, um, deep free kick by Connor Lemonhay Evans and George Eshiman's heads it in. All of a sudden, from nil nil, and this is going to be a bit tight. It's yeah. two nil to United. Um, uh, in fairness to Wheelstone, and don't, let's forget they went back up to fourth place this midweek. Yeah, uh, they beat Gloucester two nil on on the Monday night. Um, uh, had a real go to try and pull the game back. Uh, they sent on Lackel Bradley, Hudson Odoi, who, who United fans may have seen play for Sutton. We've seen him other, before, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, who, who's yeah. decent. Down the left, their left wing to try and expose Eshiman, who was playing yeah. effectively at right back, although Gulls fans know he's really a centre back. Uh, and it got quite um, uh, pressured for a little while there. But United, again, getting stuck in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not mucking about, defended very well. And then the longer it went on, they started picking them off on the counter attack. Um, very good goal by, by Reed, his 10th goal of the season. Yeah. Uh, ninth in eight games at that point. Um, and it could have been four or five in the end. So, you know, you come away from Wheelstone, wow, what a, what, a good, what a good result and a good performance that is. And the Wheelstone people, uh, in fairness to them, a terrific crowd up there, yeah. um, were b- very gracious in defeat. You know, in other words, <laughs> we've been sorted out big time today. Yeah. Well done. Uh, and you then go, right, we've got... Uh, yeah, st- standout, Sorry, perf- standout performances for Torquay in the Wheelstone game. Uh, it was good question. to see Ryan Dixon back in the side oh, for a massive start. Massive plus. I mean, yeah. that, that's all part of the scenario that in the build-up to the game, you've got Asa Hall's dropped out on the yeah. Friday in training with, with, with a knee issue. Um, and we're still waiting for the, the, the report yeah. back on the scan on that, by the way. So Ryan Dixon, who's been out for two months with, with a, a lower leg fracture. Yeah. Um, uh, no warm-up game. Just training and straight in. He has yeah. to go straight in and played very well indeed. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll turn around and say, "Well, I played better than that." Yes, I'm sure he has in his long career, but it it was a real good shift yeah. in there, um, just when we needed it. Um, uh, so he did well. I thought Carl Cameron was the pick uh, yeah. in defence. Sean McDonald again, but all the defence in the back four, just as Gary Johnson said afterwards, um, were were. Yeah. You know, stars on that way to get a clean sheet at Wheelstone, who yeah. are decent and are going to be. I would. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they if they not if they don't end up in the playoffs. Um, was it was a was a great outcome, but right through the team, right yeah. through the team played well. Opie Edwards is United fans have seen him over the last what is it few couple of months. Yeah, uh, exciting because he's quick. Uh, we all remember that debut at home where he got the entire ground on its feet uh, with a run back into defence, let alone a, a, a running attack to, 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 to get back and retrieve the ball. Um, but he's starting to deliver in an attacking sense now. Yeah. And uh, we come on to Western Supermare on Tuesday night. Uh, he didn't have a great game against Western Supermare, apart from scoring a hell of a good goal, yeah. his second goal in two games. But part of it was because Western Supermare had obviously done their homework and every single time he, he got the ball, there was two men on him straight away. Uh, and, you know, yeah. not even Stanley Matthews used to used to sort of handle two men on him straight away like that. Um, uh, so it's difficult for him and, you know, he's going to have to cope with that over the yeah. next few weeks. Um, and I thought it was interesting that he played really well at Wheelston, mm-hmm. particularly when the opposition are down and are attacking. Yeah. And of course, then the marking isn't quite so tight and he can do a bit more damage. Carl Cameron, I thought, moving swiftly along to the Western game, but also at Wheelston, seems to be enjoying wearing the captain's armband as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, he? he obviously had to be captain because Hall had dropped out. Brett Williams was on the bench. Yeah. 
Um, uh, and uh, I thought he played very well at Hungerford away in Gary Johnson's first match when United won 2-0 there. Um, uh, he's had odd games where, um, you know, let's face it, he's the replacement for Sean McGinty. Yeah. You know, uh, the left-sided centre-back. Um, he's had odd games where it didn't go all that well. Eastbourne away was one, um, uh, but, uh, you know, not disastrous, but, mm. you know, ooh, hello. Uh, yeah. That was a, a bit more problematic. Uh, but he was terrific against Wheelstone. And and this is this is what the... the I'm sure Gary Johnson is looking at this now, um, and most managers would be, you know. Occasionally, the worst thing that defenders can start thinking, you know, in lower division football is that they've got a bit more time than they think they've got. Yeah. No, they haven't. You know, usually, let, let's, we watch Premier League teams trying to muck about at the back, and we'll get on to this. We'll it's, get on to wow, Western Supermarion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They were in a different league in that, in that way. But... And even at that level, it yeah. ends up a defender just being put under a bit too much pressure, doesn't really want the ball, gets closed down, whoops, mistakes. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I can remember, was it, I think it might have been John MP or something like that telling me all years and years and years ago, and let's face it, he didn't stand on too much ceremony. There wasn't the much back. tapping the ball about at the back with Johnny. No, was absolutely there? not. Golden rule, never never pass the ball square across the, 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 the back four or the defence. And he said that strikers' jobs were not to score goals but to make him look good. In other <laughs> words, every long ball he stuck over the top, Yeah, uh, it was the strikers' job to get on the end of it and make it look like a pass rather than a hoof. Yeah, And, and there's a lot to be said for it, isn't there? Especially while the game is still to be won. Yeah. And... and on, on Tuesday night at, at yeah. Western Supermare, uh, there was just that little bit uh, at the back. Western in the first half, in the yeah. first half, they did not. They 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 were getting it forward pretty quickly, and why not? Mm. Uh, and Bradley Ash was running his socks off up front. They were working very hard, um, and you know, you sometimes you just have to do that. I, th yeah. I think one of the things about United at the moment, they're they're quite an exciting team to watch. There's pace in the team, there's some talent, there's some ability, but they don't have the option of whacking it up front to a centre-forward. No. They haven't got that. Brett Williams is probably the best, quotes, target man, if you want to call him that, uh, and not even he is, mm. you know, a, a, a nailed on in that role. Um, so at the moment you've got Seiko Jane and, and Jamie Reid up front. Yeah. They're not going to win too many heading duels um, no. against, especially against the six foot seven Matt Bauer, defender. Yeah. Correct. For, six for foot Super seven. Yeah, yeah. From from, from 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 Western Supermare. Um, so they have to go about it a little bit. But the the other thing is, well, if you can't, if you're not going to win a ball in the air, you've got to get it over the back four. Yeah. You know, with a bit of luck, especially if they've pushed up enough to give you some space to knock the ball into. Um, and use your pace and, and get in amongst them that way. Um, but uh, this this sort of occasionally on Tuesday night, well, it wasn't occasionally, it was quite often, mm. we'd, we'd got the ball off Weston, Weston's move broken down, you've got it at the back, and they're just have, looking for something else other than the first thing that comes to mind. And yeah. usually that uh, isn't the, yeah. best, the, the best thing to do. Get it forward. Fight for the ball up in their half of the field, um, and it, it, it often it isn't great to watch. Often it look, looks a bit brutal, but it gets you into the game and it minimises the chances yeah. of mistakes at the back. 
because Gary Johnson had said in the run up to the Western game that he, you know, he'd stressed to the players this is not a gimme. Western are bottom of the league. They haven't won a game all season. Still haven't, although there were times on Tuesday when it looked as if they might. Um, but I mean, was there an element of a bit after the Lord Mayor's show with the Wilston game? Do you think? Who knows? Some of them took their foot off the gas a Who bit. Who knows? I, I, I'd have to be swim, swimming around in the juices of inside the brains of the of the, of some, of the United yeah. players to know that they would obviously say no, absolutely no. not. Um, uh, and Tuesday night, I think, was quite feisty anyway. Well, you know, they, it, we it, said it before a, the game, a terrific yeah, atmosphere that they would um, try and draw us into a scrap, and they, yeah, they absolutely if, did. They did, but they did it with work rate and yeah. spirit and effort, and and you know, well, what else are they going to do? Yeah. Of course, they're going to do that. They've got some players as well. It, it, we, we've got to be careful of being ending up being patronising to Western Sydney. Yeah. You know, they're, you know they're, they're 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 not the worst. They team were all right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think for their sake, we all hope that they go on and. And, yeah. and and get a few results now and hopefully get themselves out of trouble. But, um, you know, <laughs> when a team is scrapping like Western do, yeah. you have to scrap with them for a while. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, you have to pick a few bookings up. You have, yeah. to, you have to match that fire with fire. And the football will come later. The spaces will open up later, especially with United being a full-time side yeah. and fitter, strictly speaking, fitter than, than the Western Super Mayors of this world. Um, and it's just that they United allowed themselves to be sort of not outworked because I thought they worked okay, yeah. But just inconvenienced by Westerns, yeah. Um, and you know, when you're when you're a good side, when you're better than the opposition, or you feel that you are, your instinct and quite right too, it's not it's not a crime, is to try and make that count. Yeah, is to try yeah. and show that you're better than them and pass it better than them. Um, and sometimes you, you, you get the ball. Conor Lemon Hay Evans did a couple of times, Ryan Dixon did a couple of times, and that's not to criticise them by any stretch of the imagination. And just had that extra second on the ball yeah. before releasing it. Uh, um, and straight away, either they or the guy that they're passing to has just, in that second, that's all you need yeah. as a defending player, that second is all you need to close the space down on, you know. Um, uh, and of course, there's an old saying in football, isn't it? Every second you're on the ball takes a second away from the guy that you're passing it to. And and most passing should be designed to give the receiver of the ball as much time and space as yeah. possible. And, um, uh, you know, you, it's just, it wasn't a disaster on Tuesday night. It, no. it wasn't. United came from behind, mm. but... Uh, uh, they they and th- they don't have the option. I think it's worth stressing this. They don't have the option to go that brutal at the moment. No, they've got young players, young forwards who are quite quick. Um, got some talent. The Janes, mm. the, the, the the Lemon Hay Evans, the Opie Edwards, the Jamie Reeds, you know, etc. etc. And that they, they we can't really go to a Caldwell or a Tim Sills no. or, or anything like that. Um, but there was a spell in that second half at Western when Torquay were very, very exactly. good. Exactly. The two goals, Janay's goal started things off. Reedy hit, Evans, really uh, hit the bar didn't with he? a terrific yeah. effort. He, he yeah. managed to get the ball down with his back to Bauer, turned him. Yeah. I think it was left foot, wasn't it? I can't remember. I think it was yeah. a left footer, yeah. if I'm not. If memory serves me right. And of course, he, his third, his, the third goal at Wheelston was with his left foot as yeah. well. Um, no, uh, um, Lemon Hay Evans started off the equaliser with yeah. a terrific shot from the edge of the box, hit the post, rebound. Uh, Janney's first effort saved, put the put the, the third one in, yeah. um, uh, and then United looked the better side, uh, they did. Uh, and they had clearly had. <laughs> 
uh, a, a fair old dressing down in the dressing room, yeah. I think. Um, they looked like they had anyway. Yeah. Um, Another great goal from Opie Edwards as well. Well, that and interesting, we'll come down to, come now come to what the point you were making earlier, uh, that Western, uh, mm. talk about playing out from the back. Yeah. Uh, um, I think uh, uh, Pep Guardioli wants to have a look at Luke Pennell. I, I've never seen because when we played Forest cool Green at the back or not. When we played up at Forest Green in the the, the famous goal heavy draw up there the other New Year, they had this thing. They would play out from that. The goalkeeper would do a couple of little twists and turns, like the one Sean McDonald tried to do against Winchester last week. Yeah. Um, and play the ball out with short passes to the fullbacks, and you sort of think, what on earth are they doing here? But the Western keeper, as you say, took it to new extremes on Tuesday, Heights. didn't he? <laughs> but I, I couldn't quite understand it unless it was a ploy to try and bring Torquay onto them and create a space Well, that's, in that's usually the idea of that, isn't yeah. it? Is that, is that you, if you're confident enough to do it. Uh, and Pannell clearly is. I, yeah. mean, I mean, I haven't seen a, a keeper for a long time go to those drinks. No. I mean, he was practically inviting the United forwards onto him to have, let's have a little dribbling contest. Yeah. Um, and in fairness to him, he never got it wrong. No, he didn't. But yeah. gradually, that puts pressure on the defenders who, you're, who he's going to knock the ball out to. Yeah. And sure enough, Opie Edwards' goal came from, they were playing out from the back, United forced a turnover just outside the box. Uh, not sure, was it Lemon Hay Evans? It might have been him. Slip the ball through anyway. Edwards goes through, pass, bow, bang, roofs it. 2 1 to United. So, yeah. in a way, that philosophy ended up costing the goal. I know it looked really impressive at times, and well done to Pennell and Mark McGregor, the manager, if he's encouraging yeah. that, which you would have thought he is because they wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Um, and there were times as well when they did play their way out of the back, yeah. and United had come on to them. And there was some space for yeah. Jared Welch and one or two others in midfield to to, to start hitting United on the counter because by that stage of the game, the spaces were opening mm. up. Um, no, it was very interesting. It, 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 was, it, yeah. it, it was eyebrow-raising, wasn't it? it? It was, what on earth is he doing? Well, the first he's couple such of times... a cool character, yeah. character isn't he? First couple of times in the first half, you, you just thought, I mean, it's only a matter of time before he tries to roll one of these gentle passes across the box to the big number three. Right. And Jamie Reid's going to get on the end of it. But it, it was, as you say, it was well executed. Yes. And, and um, he's built up a very good reputation over the last few weeks and months there. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if someone comes comes for him. He's a good keeper all round. Yeah. Um, but if any manager at a slightly higher level is looking for a goalie that likes to play out from the back, you, you, you'd think he was nailed on. But he's, and, and he's a young lad as well. But, he would. Um, but yeah, so United 2-1 up, two one up. eight minutes to go. Uh, and... You think, right, we've got to see this out now. Yeah, and we look like seeing it out. I mean, it's one of those grounds where I know you, you said from a press point of view, there were one or two, there, there were no team sheets for you. There was no, nobody knew how long there was to go because no board came up to say, no. you know, what time no. there was left or anything no, no, like that. That's right. But, so we but, were all a bit in the dark. Yeah, um, and I, but credit to Western, they, they yeah. gave it everything they had in the closing stages and then Sean McDonald made two absolutely stonking saves uh, and you think, one, one from a, a header by, uh, I think it was Brad Ash, mm. where he, he stretched across his goal and tipped, yeah. tipped it round the post and where I thought it was in uh, and then of course from the penalty so the, the um, penalty came, that was a handball by Samir Nabi. That yes. was a long way away from me. I didn't really see it. No, the referee but, sent him straight off for that. It was a straight yeah. red card, which presumably means it's deliberate handball. He'd I only, couldn't, he'd I only couldn't. been on since half-time. Exactly. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it from where I was. 
Um, so you have to hold your hand up and say, well, if yeah. the referee's given that, then he's given it. Um, uh, in 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 the sort of kerfuffle that went on around the scramble as Western yeah. Tumor were trying to get the ball into the net, it, it was it was quite hard to see uh, mm. the right and wrong of that, and I haven't seen any replay since. Um, and then McDonald saves the penalty. Good penalty save. It was very terrific. good penalty save. And you think, right, game over. This we cannot let them score now. We've had our fun. Yeah. Two one. End of story. Nope. He was given quite a bit of space. Well, United didn't clear their lines initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 a lot, a whole series of clearances were falling. What 10, 15 yards rather yeah. than 25, 30. Uh, and eventually, uh, um, uh, Bradash gets the ball on their left of the penalty area, yeah. and a little bit too much time and a little bit too much space to look up, and he stuck the ball across. Not even McDonald could save that no. for the equaliser. And and obviously that was a <laughs> interestingly Gary Johnson said afterwards, and I'm sure he he's very straight like this. He said even if we'd won, yeah, I would not have been happy. Uh, he said, I, it, I would have felt as if we'd nicked it. Yeah. Um, somebody just come up to me and said, oh, that's two points dropped. And I've turned to him, and this is Gary Johnson talking, I've turned to him and said, no, I think it's a point gained mm. uh, because we didn't play well enough to get anything out, to get any more than that. Because um, McDonald made another really good save even after yes. Weston had scored that yes. equaliser yeah. as well. Um, so uh, um, United just didn't see it out. No. And, and, and they're going to have to see these games out. And... and um, uh, it was. I think it's it's a measure also of where everybody's expectations are now. Yeah. That that's what all of this business is about. Football is all about expectations and what people come to expect of you. And United, after let's face it, six wins and one draw in seven games, Western Supermare, bottom of the table away. Everybody's expecting. Yeah. That seventh win and another good performance and straight on to Billericay at home on Saturday. Didn't quite get it, and if this had been United, I don't know, eight, ten weeks ago, everybody would have probably said, "Oh, you know, feisty local derby, two all, etc., etc., etc." What yeah. else would you expect? But people are expecting more. The than expectations that now. are higher, aren't That's they? That's right. Yeah. And, and Gary Johnson has embraced that willingly, not reluctantly, yeah. mm-hmm. and and of course, in 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 the the, the wake of that, he he made his views very abundantly clear. He did. Let's talk a little bit more about Sean McDonald because and, and he, he we, is. Are we, are we, should we do that or the crowd? Well, we'll, oh, stay, stay, we'll stay on the pitch yeah, for a moment pitch, and then yeah, we'll absolutely. come off the pitch. Like that. But McDonald, I thought, had a really good game well, uh, and is, is having a string of good games, he isn't is, he? He is. Um, a, a hell of a nice lad, by the way, from yeah. Newcastle. Um, he was chatting with the fans before the game yeah. as well, by the way. Um, he, he's come, he's yeah. come a long way to sign for Torquay United. Yeah. Uh, Gary Owes obviously knew him from previous existences up at Gateshead. Uh, and I think you know he's come in ostensibly as the number two to Alex Bass. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Alex Bass obviously was out for the first four games of the season, I think it was, with a groin yeah. problem. He's now missed the last few with a knee injury picked up in the... Um, uh, um, Woking game, oh, yeah. um, Woking league match, uh, and Sean McDonald has come in and really, I think Gary Johnson when he first came in, he's a big fan of Bass, yeah, um, uh, like the look of him, uh, and I think in his own mind that was still the packing order, yeah. But has McDonald not given himself a hell of a chance of, of keeping his oh, place at the moment because he, he, he he's done precious little wrong. 
He's very proactive. He, yeah. he comes off his line. He's fast across the ground as well, which is unusual for a goalkeeper. Um, distribution's good. Distribution is yeah. pretty good. He's yeah. got a good throw on him. Yeah. Um, and right now, he, you, you know, you go and pick a pick a hole in that performance. I, yeah. I think we all thought that he's probably our best player on on uh, on Tuesday night. Um, and, and find a better keeper in that league as well. Yeah. You, you you won't come across um, many better keepers. So than he's that. giving. Johnson a, a, a yeah. proper decision to make when Alex Bass comes back and we all you know we all look forward to Bass coming back because yeah. he's done very well as well so and he's on a season long loan from Portsmouth so that, that's going to be a, a interesting a, isn't it? A, an interesting uh, an interesting week when those two get back together again <laughs> two more bits of business from Tuesday night uh, on the pitch uh, George Eschiman's injury that'll keep him out of the Billericay game I, I understand United are hopeful that it's a knee injury, yeah. and not not a recurrence of the sort of groin stroke hit that kept him out for a few games earlier. Uh, I understand that United are hopeful it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I think you know that they it wasn't as if he was carried off. No, um, but you could see as, as soon as he did it, uh, he played on for a, he for did. quite a while, didn't he? Yeah, but he, he, did. he wasn't as mobile as he no, had been before. And I, and I think it was a hold on, Gaffer. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to end up causing a problem here yeah. if you don't get me off. So, um, and of course they had a ready replacement with Winter Ben Winter, yeah. who's fit again, um, and uh, he went straight in at right yeah. back. So United were able to continue with that formation. And no sooner is Sami Nabi back in the side from injury well, than he's out, presumably for three well, games exactly. straight. Red, you can't help feeling for him. I mean, uh, it's not as if he's gone in studs up and cleaned somebody out. Is no. it? it's uh, um, it's a handball in a fevered. Penalty yeah. area, um, and the referees deemed it serious enough for a straight, straight red card, right. um, as if as if the penalty wasn't wasn't yeah. serious enough. I think there's a lot of managers we've heard talking over the years. Well, hold on, if it's a penalty, uh, you know, isn't isn't a yellow card and the penalty punishment enough for a handball in the box? But um, uh, again, we, I haven't seen it, no, uh, and you'd it's need tough to, on him though. Exactly. It, it, presumably, if it was a deliberate handball and a straight red card, it's a hell of a save. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but we'll see. Indeed. So we'll talk. That's the on the field business of Tuesday night dealt with. Let's talk about off the field. First of all, nice ground, Western yeah, Superman. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. Um, the reception was very warm. The, um, the, the you know the stewards were um, were great. We're chatting to people on the way in, chatting to people all the way around the game. But it has to, the the elephant in the room today. The, it has to be said that a very small minority of Talk United fans were a disgrace on Tuesday night. Uh, Simple as that. You you were out in the ground and I was in the press box, so and and, and reasonably busy as usual. So you've had a much better uh, um, yeah. view and taste of this than I did. Um, I was sort of had my head down. Well, hopefully head up most of the time, but my head down and typing and and, and scrolling away most of. The, so I didn't see quite a lot of this. I mean, for instance. Uh, it was only afterwards that I, I learned that a wheelie bin had, uh, yeah. <laughs> had somebody, sailed over the fence. Somebody um, pointed out on Twitter this morning, we're not exactly talking about the intercity firm here, but it, it was, it's just it's just antisocial. It's, you know, the, the atmosphere at that game was good. There must terrific. have been a thousand talkie fans well, there. Well, the, the, these are the estimates. We didn't get a split because the, because the crowd wasn't, wasn't yeah. segregated. But, but uh, you know... <laughs> Western's normal home crowds. I mean, Western's average home crowds about five six hundred. I think yeah. you know pretty regularly. There was seventeen hundred and thirty there. Uh, okay, so even if you crank Western's crowd up to say seven hundred with a few more people coming yeah. along to see the Torquay game, you're still talking about 
a thousand talkie fans, fans, talkie fans which, which was bigger even than I think most of us expected. Yeah. It was a hell of a turnout. And Gary Johnson very quickly latched onto it afterwards, didn't he? He said they were the stars of the night, not us. Yeah. Uh, he even said he felt that that the that the team and you know that, that they'd let them down a bit. Um, he spoke of the support being football league support. Yeah. Um, uh, and and it had just shown him as if he didn't know already just how big the club can yeah. be if you get if you really get it going. So all of that fantastic, all great of, atmosphere. Yeah. Um, all uh, of that was magnificent. Yes. Uh, the, you know the, the atmosphere behind the goal in the first half was great. Yeah. It was it was boisterous. It was noisy. That um, that metal stand behind the goal. As soon as a few people start jumping up and down in there, the whole thing goes up and down. So, uh, <laughs> that was quite an experience. It, yeah. But, but towards the end of the game, the game finished, and it 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 shouldn't overshadow you know the the good behaviour of the huge majority, but. It was a bad-tempered finish to the game. It must have been every police officer in North Somerset was there by the end, yeah. and they all came down to what was probably the wrong end. Um, when Weston scored their equaliser, some idiot lobbed a wheelie bin over the fence. Um, rubbish all over the place. Sean McDonald had to spend a bit of time clearing up his goal mouth and that. But it, it doesn't look good. The pictures that our friends at Pinnacle have produced, which are syndicated to everybody... Um, don't show Torquay fans in a particularly good light. I know Western Supermare have been on social media asking if anybody has got any mobile phone they footage. They've been talking to the local police there. So it's obviously something that's, um, that's left a bit of a bad taste with, yeah. uh, with our hosts on Tuesday. And I think that's a shame. Absolutely. No, prob no, no argument about that. And of course, this is completely out of kilter with Torquay United... And their normal travelling mm. fans, um, you know, uh, they they make friends wherever they go. United yeah. fans, on the whole, it's just on odd occasions, a bit high days and holidays. It seems to attract an extra element. Yeah, that who's of people whose brains have been removed when they leave home, even if they were ever in there. Yeah, and and, and uh, there's no excuse for it. Uh, uh, but we we've all seen little incidents of this. Uh, Forest Green, I remember you. You remember that uh, was yeah. a, a couple of years couple ago. Couple of years ago, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eastley away last Boxing Day. Uh, I think was it Boxing Day or New Year's Day? Not quite sure. No Boxing Day. Yeah. Um, with with you know fans chucking flares onto the pitch. Um, Gloucester, uh, Gloucester, this Gloucester season. Yeah. This season, similar. But you know, in each of those occasions, you're talking about a dozen. Yeah. Uh, uh, numpties. Uh, and these um, are guys who don't come to the home games. Well, half, anyway. half of them are banned anyway. Yeah, um, uh, and it's just a real shame. And how you how you tackle this, I really don't know. No. Uh, uh, back in the days when you and I were kids going to football, if we'd have started that sort of stuff, someone would have <laughs> felt our collar, uh, yeah. clipped us round the ear, and booted us down the the alleyway, uh, and and you know. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. That doesn't happen now, and probably more's the pity. But it doesn't, and you can understand. You know, you're not supposed to take the law into your own hands anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, and how do you identify these people? Uh, it's very difficult, isn't it? Very difficult. Especially, we all love terraces. Yeah. yeah. And, and standing, standing terrace. Standing yeah. support. And one of the biggest pluses for me of 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 the 
you know, the plans, and we're, mm. we're soon to see them for the new stadium, is, is Clark Osborne's commitment to have uh, um, yeah. a, a, t- a standing terrace, a standing terrace, yeah. or terraces, anyway, at least one. And of course, it's, it's now spreading back into football. More and more people are talking about putting terraces back. And why not? But on terraces and on standing stuff, it's much easier to get lost in a crowd. Yeah. And anonymity is the friend of a hooligan, isn't it? And and when when everybody has to sit down, and you know, yeah. we've never enjoyed that at Plainmore. Uh, when I say enjoy, it's a, probably the wrong word. We've never had that no. at Plainmore. We've had the pop side and the away end. Um, but in those situations, anonymity helps the hooligan, yeah. doesn't it? Um, uh, and it's a shame. It's a shame when these when, when these things happen. I'm absolutely sure that against Billericay on Saturday there will be no problem, no, no, no trouble whatsoever. No. Um, well, not unless Billericay turn up with, with, with some nutters, which I don't think they will do. Um, and normal service will be resumed. Yeah. Because somebody up at Wealdstone last week said, and you quoted in, in your piece in the paper, that Torquay are, are the best thing to happen to this league for years. It would be a shame if we besmirched that well, want of a better word but yeah. if we did anything that took the edge off that yeah. and also the other thing with this National League South and the good thing at Western was the grounds aren't segregated no. so you can move around the ground you Quite. can have a wander around you can go from end to end um, we don't want to get into a position where people are having to segregate grounds for us well some are anyway yeah. Uh, um, some gra- and some grounds do it, it's just that obviously a lot of these clubs they haven't got the staffs mm. to, 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 to do all this Clubs, they're not wealthy, you know, that they're, they're paying bills week by week, you know, they can't throw a load of resources at segregating a ground that isn't naturally segregated. Uh, it wasn't segregated at Wheelstone last Saturday. Was no. there any trouble at all? No, of course there wasn't. Because that little element that turned up on Tuesday night wasn't there. No. Uh, um, uh, and I think as well, we have to sort of beware, look, if United are going to go in the direction that Gary Johnson wants to take them, the crowds are going to get bigger, yeah, and and there is going to be more people at home games and home and travelling and everything. It does crank up the pressure on all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, last few years, when United were doing really well under Paul Buckle, there were a few that had to be <laughs> hauled out from time to yeah. time because they get overexcited or or can't keep their mouths shut or or chuck something on the pitch. Of course there are, and of course the, the the more people are there, mathematically, the more chance there is yeah, of yeah. of there being a nutter amongst them. Um, but no, it was totally unnecessary on Tuesday night as well. It, it, it there had been no aggravation on the night whatsoever, no. so it wasn't provoked. It was totally unprovoked stupidity. Yeah, and, and, it, and it it was low level stuff. You know, yes, no, exactly. No, 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 I think I, I did a piece after the after the Gloucester game when there was, there was some trouble up there. You know, they're not even fully paid up hooligans, for goodness sake. You know, none of them could punch their way out of a paper bag. Mm. And that makes it even more, uh, you know, frustrating in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not hard. You know, they're soft as you know what. But they just cause this annoying, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, most of them would be terrified with a night in a police cell. And maybe that's the maybe that's the answer, but um, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame, and fingers crossed it doesn't it doesn't yeah. rear its ugly head again. And it probably won't do for weeks and months now. Fingers crossed. So, 
thinking about the, the playing more then moving on to the next item on the agenda fixtures coming up wow. we've got there are a lot of matches being played on the playing more pitch well this month in the month of uh, november you 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 mentioned an elephant in the room earlier on and quite right it was but this business of the ground share with Truro City yeah. uh, is starting to come home to roost. Um, and uh, uh, United, on a tot-up, because the, uh, a home game um, against St Albans has now been rearranged the week after next on a Tuesday night. Yeah. It means that starting with Truro City against Dartford last Saturday yeah. and finishing on the weekend of the 1st, 2nd of December... Plainmore will uh, stage at least 10 games and very possibly 12 in the space of 37 days. Um, That's a lot. And it includes a Saturday-Sunday, United on the Saturday against Woking. Truro have rearranged that for the Sunday. Their game against Dulwich Hamlet for the Sunday. And now the league have encouraged, if that's the right word, United, and they are, playing St Albans on the Tuesday night. Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, three games in four days. And this is the pressure on playing more, which was always going to come. Yeah. And now yeah. it's come home big time, especially with United, of course, still in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, um, FA Trophy draw coming. FA on Trophy co- yeah. uh, draw coming up. And Truer, of course, and Torquia both in that. Um, the so F- there the could FA be Youth another. Cup, United have had a terrific run yeah. in the FA Youth Cup. And by the way, congratulations to them. They're through to the second round proper now. Uh, with a 4-1 win over uh, Tottenham and Ealing yeah. on Monday yeah. evening. Um, that meant, by the way, this in the week that we're in, games at Playmore on Monday and Tuesday, because Truro played yeah. Bath City on Tuesday night and drew one all. Um, so it's it's starting to crank up big time. Now The, we- up, the weather's nice oh, at the moment. The weather has been United's yeah. friend in all of this. Uh, and of course, we're, at, we're, uh, we're in the middle of a, t- of a time when Truro... Uh, they now know that Truro isn't going to be hmm. uh, developed, at least for another year. Uh, and Peter Masters, the chairman, has, has told a, a, a supporters meeting recently that it would be his preferred option to return to Truro yeah. Road. But there just seems to be a, a, a little delay in making that decision. Um, you would have thought, with playing in front of crowds, sub-100 crowds... Well, the, the, the previous two games, there was 140 there on Tuesday night against Bath. Yeah. And the previous two home gates were 86 and 87 for Truro. So who, went, who went to the second one who didn't go to the first one? <laughs> <laughs> so that speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but it's their call. They, they yeah. have this agreement. Um, but, you know, and of course we've got a situation where Chris Ralph, the head groundsman, mm. is leaving after the Concord game on November the 17th, uh, we understand, to join Plymouth Argyle. Uh, despite, by the way, uh, uh, United have, I understand, have tried everything to keep him yeah. uh, and made a, a very tempting offer to him. But um, the job at Argyle is, is much bigger yeah, uh, and and he's. It looks like he's taking that. But in some ways, it's like a player getting a transfer, isn't it? You know, well, he's, he's he's moving. He's done the job. Yeah, um, and he's been headhunted, and obviously United are now in the process of of um, uh, seeking a replacement for him, mm. um, and that's such an important appointment. Uh, as of course, uh, uh, we also now know since last week's podcast that Jeff Harrop um, yeah. isn't leaving. He has actually left already. The general manager, um, uh, despite Clark Osborne very fulsome in his praise for him, and uh, you know, 
proper regret that he's decided to leave. Yeah. Um, so in the space of quite a short period of time, um, you had Tim Herbert, the secretary, um, who was also in his second spell at Playmore. Yeah. Uh, he's left. Uh, and United have made no announcement about that position yet. I mean, I think we all understand that Patrick Tinkler, the media officer, is, is effectively yeah. doing that job. And he has been doing it in tandem with mm. Jeff Harrop in the last few weeks while he tries to work his way into that role. Um, but Chris, now Jeff has gone. And now Jeff yeah. has gone. Yeah. Um, will they appoint another general manager or, or not? Uh, um, who knows? Um, yeah. it, but quite a lot of, and of course, if you really want to go back a bit further, of course, Gareth Law left, mm. um, uh, another long-serving member of, of United's backroom team, left in the, was it the summer or just before the start just of the season? Just before, I just think. Just before the start of the yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, to also to join Plymouth Argonne. Um, so, uh, um, you know, there's quite a lot of backroom staff leaving. Yeah. Um, uh, which, I, and let's face it, they are... Quite a few of them, are, are, in other words, they're not all leaving for the same reason. They, they've not all thrown their toys out of the pram and, and, and left. Um, uh, Chris Ralph has definitely been headhunted. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, when quite a few members of staff like this leave in a relatively short period of time, it's understandable that people look at it and go, well, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, uh, and... Uh, you you look at it. Gaming International ha have a, have a record of running these organisations. You know the Pool Speedway, uh, yeah. um, the Milton Keynes Bowl, and they very often put staff in. Now, in the wake of these decisions, it's going to be very interesting to see how they tackle the replacements. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they've advertised for um, Chris Ralph's job, uh, and I think applications close next Friday, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't leave until the seventeenth, so that hopefully, uh, you know, that's a very, very important job. It's a key role for the, all the reasons you've just been outlining. Exactly. Yeah. They've also advertised for a new administrative assistant receptionist, yeah. so that's up for grabs. Um, uh, and it'll just be interesting to see how they handle this now, because it's also, and I, I, I can't help thinking that Gary Johnson must play a role in this. You're talking about somebody who's hugely experienced as a manager. Yeah. He's managed at, at lower levels, so he knows the nitty-gritty of running mm. a lower league football club where you know money is tight. Um, uh, and the relationship, of course, between the manager and the secretary and the manager and the groundsman yeah. are two of the most important in any football club, uh, professional football club. Um, so, yeah, watch this space. Uh, uh, interesting times in that respect. And, of course, it also happens at a time when the team is doing so well. Yeah. The crowds are starting to build up. This ups the pressure on the club's infrastructure, on how they do things, Would, uh, and that's also worth yeah. remembering. Wouldn't this be a great time to appoint a local board? Devil's advocate again, I, I suppose. No, but I, um, I can't argue with that at all. I can't argue with that at all. Especially with that that sort of middle management structure being, you know, in in a in a state of flux. Let's say. Well, we've batted for this, haven't we? Yeah. For for months now, uh, this was something that that Clark Osborne himself said that he wanted to do, and it still hasn't happened. Because the the personnel um, are all around. They're all and around. interested. They aren't are. They? Yes. And, yeah. and at the moment, George Edwards. Uh, um, uh, Clark Osborne's sort of right-hand man is, mm -hmm. is has been acting for the last few months uh, very enthusiastically as well, I, I must say, as the sort of chief exec. Yeah. Uh, and 
and obviously inevitably he's been over Harrow yeah. so whether that's played a role in, in Jeff feeling that you know he didn't have the uh, the power and the clout that he mm. once had um, uh, when he first was appointed, uh, I, you know, I don't know. He, he obviously he he made all the right noises when he left, and and that's that. It's worth remembering that Jeff Harrop's background is solidly in youth and yeah. academy, and that's where he's probably at his best. Um, but he's uh, like he's like you, isn't he? He's a hundred percent manager. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Manage the team for one game. A draw. A draw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, you have the advantage yeah, over he, him. He, he drew, he, it was a one-all draw with Morecambe at home. <laughs> it's his one game in charge of the team in between Alan Nill and Chris Hargreaves. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Um, but his that's where his expertise, yeah. and I wouldn't be at all surprised if after a short break uh, that he surfaces again in a, in a an academy job yeah. somewhere. Good. Um, two players since we last spoke have confirmed their um, temporary departures from Torquay. Andre Wright and Jason Banton have got themselves fixed up. Andre Wright has signed permanently, uh, yeah. um, cancelled his contract by mutual consent and joined former United defender Chris Todd, who's the new manager of Gloucester City. He's gone there. Yeah. Uh, and Jason Banton has joined St Albans on loan. So he's on loan for one month? Yes, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And they're flying at the moment, by the way. St Albans are going really and they, well. And they come here, don't they, in a Shortly. couple of weeks' time? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, so the, uh, the only sort of odd one out, if that's the right phrase to use, is Chris Regis at the moment, who um, we understand is training with another club somewhere. I'm not quite sure where yeah. it is. We should, should have trawled the social media and... and Every contact in the book to try and find out where he is, but we'll track um, him down. We'll track him down. Yeah. But he's 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 the third one who Gary Johnson yeah. has sort of said, "Look, see if you can find yourself a, a contract mm. elsewhere." And I think after a period of time, a decision will be made. Right? Yes, you have found somewhere. No, you haven't, and we'll yeah. cross that bridge. So looking ahead, I mean, Saturday's game well, against Billericay yeah. should be another big day at Plainmore, shouldn't it? it should especially be a decent in the wake crowd. of Tuesday. Yeah. Especially in the wake of Tuesday. Uh, um, uh, let's face it, United still haven't lost under Johnson. Six wins, two draws. Yeah. Uh, Billericay went back to the top of the league on Tuesday night. They were two down at home to East Thurrock, local derby there. Yeah. And they came back to win 3-2 without Jake Robinson, by the way, the former United loan striker or winger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 whether he had picked up an injury, I've got to check. But they've got more than enough resources to cover for Robinson, yeah. even though he has scored 12 goals already this season. Um, That's only two ahead of Jamie Reid. Well, it is, quite right. Um, and uh, But this is, I think we, we had a little chuckle last week, didn't we? We never, we never thought we'd get to the stage of saying it's the big one against it's, a bit of Ricky. Yeah. Uh, but it is. Um, I mean, it, by Gary Johnson's description of the Woking game earlier as a six-pointer, this must be another then. Yeah, in, in, and in he's, his he's used that yeah. phrase already. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I think United fans must expect a big, strong, powerful team. Uh, yeah. Unlike United, they've got two strikers who can both punch their weight up front. I mean that in physical terms. Um, Adam Cunnington is a real old-fashioned target, lower division target man. Yeah. Adam Coombs, who I think they paid money for to get him out of Welling. He scored a bucket of goals for Welling last season. Um, and, uh, you know, these are a proper... Yeah. Uh, United's defence will have to get stuck in big time on Saturday. Um, but... Uh, uh, you know, let's face it; they can't be. They're, they're not unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. No, uh, they've got this very uh, um, the 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 
usual words are colourful. Colourful. I was just going to say colourful. Um, yeah. A chairman, Glenn Tampkin, yeah. who, who um, is is never out of the headlines. Looking for forward to seeing another. him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure whether he's still on the touchline these days. He certainly <laughs> was with the previous manager, but he's got Dean Brennan in yeah. as manager, who's already been to Playmore once this season and uh, taking charge of Hemel Hempstead when United beat them two 0 So he's now been taken to uh, uh, a Ricky after. Rather weird departure of um, Harry Wheeler, who's now yeah. now the Maidstone manager. Harry Wheeler is reputed to have been sacked by text uh, uh, <laughs> midway through their defeat at Chippenham. Yeah. But there you are, uh, Billericay have lost a couple of times this season to Chippenham away and to Woking away. Um, the mere fact that um, you know they're in this division means that yeah. they are beatable uh, and United. I think everybody was pleased with, with Wheelstone. If United beat Villaricky on Saturday, um, and you know, yeah. fingers crossed that that does pull in the biggest crowd of the season, all of them on their best behaviour and creating uh, an atmosphere that um, we can all enjoy, um, that would be the best result so far, yeah. I think. Yeah, big big game, and then of course after that we're um, we're cruising towards the FA Cup again. The following following week. week is Woking, um, and then you've got Woking on on in the cup on Saturday. By the way, normal prices um, yeah. for that. Uh, I I'm pretty sure United that they won't say so or haven't said said so even privately, but I'm pretty sure United would have approached Woking for mm. uh, let's have a you know a, an offer here. Now, whether Woking, and again, it's wrong to even yeah. sort of hint that this might have happened, uh, but it's normal first-team prices rather than the reductions that we saw against Winchester. Um, and it's definitely a, a kick-off at three o'clock on the on Saturday. Saturday. People were wondering if the BBC would select it as one of their red-button games, but they haven't. They've gone elsewhere. Yeah, there's quite a few other games there's being some covered, decent including games, yeah. Western Supermare against Wrexham, yeah. which has been put back to the Sunday Twelve forty-five, I think that kickoff is. Yeah. But United can't play; couldn't have played working or can't now working on Saturday because Truro are playing at Plamer on the Sunday. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. So, so it's definitely United against Woking, and then the following Tuesday night at St Albans. So, it's no great shock that uh, uh, Gary Johnson came out the other day and said this run of home games: Billericay, Woking in the Cup, Dulwich Hamlet, St Albans, Concord, and then eventually uh, in a couple of weeks after that, Welling. Yeah, all those teams are in the top eight, I think. Yeah, as we speak, eight or nine. United are eighth. Um, so, in other words, if United can beat those teams yeah. or take the vast majority of points off those teams, it will do their chances of winning promotion this season a power of good. A crucial spell coming it up. It is. It is by any stretch. And we'll be all over it. We'll be um, we'll be at Playmore on Saturday. Do come up and say hello. Thanks to the people who did at the last home game. It's always nice to know what you do like and what you don't like about the podcast. Three o'clock kickoff, Billericay, Saturday. We'll be there. And as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. yellows.